Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. Your suffering will be legendary even in hell. Central Maine's best comics podcast by default. Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Hey, welcome back. It's still spooky season. It is. And I, I have so much to run down. Do you really? I mean, it's... No way. Oh, I'm, I'm oh moving the microphone. God. Your microphone is not staying erect. Yeah, There we go. Okay. Uh, she's up and she is prepared. Uh, girthy? <laughs> no, preferably not. All right. I got all kinds of stuff. All right. For our usual uh, preamble. Oh, okay. Number one, uh, we are talking a Stephen King-based property today, but mm. I watched another Stephen King property this week. Uh, is it his house on West Broadway? Because that's technically a property of his <laughs> that you can watch. The Boogeyman. Oh, yes. The Boogeyman. That scary motherfucker. I questioned, how is this movie going to be a movie? Because it's like a 10-page short story. The answer is, it adapts the first 10 pages, and then it just keeps on going. I believe that <laughs> so. you had mentioned that before, and my response was, The Hobbit. Yeah, they, they just they kept going. Um, And it's pretty good. I mm -hmm. liked it. Pretty decent movie. Don't have any bad takes on it. But I would like to implore you, the listener. Okay, not me personally. <laughs> to sign up for the Patreon. Oh, uh-oh. Uh, because so many things are coming to it. The day you were listening to this as we are a day later than we usually are. Yeah, my fault. Yeah, it's fine. I had to ask for $35,000 and got it. Can I have 35000 No, no, because it's not going to me. It's going to an athletic program. Boo. Uh, sorry. I'd like to implore you to sign up for the Patreon. Why would you sign up for the Patreon? You say, well, because today, the day this podcast is being released, uh -huh. uh, Buffy is back. Yeah. And the way <laughs> one of the writers retweeted this, the last time I saw these actors doing their roles, I was recording it on my VCR on SLP. Hey, you got to have it on SLP. The quality goes down, but you get more runtime. From 7.55 to 9.05, because, baby, you got to build that buffer in. You can't just yeah. you can't just go straight eight to nine. Like you're probably gonna miss something. Like the eternal clock might not match up with what's happening on the screen. So seven fifty five, nine oh five, that 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 is your sweet spot. How smart did you feel when you were younger and you figured out how to program the VCR to automatically record? I <laughs> can hilariously remember my dad trying to figure out how the three inputs work of like the yellow, white, and red. The yellow and, goes on yellow, white goes on white, red goes on red. Oh god, he it was like a screaming match for like two hours against him and the TV. And actually, ultimately, at the at the <laughs> end of the day, very funny. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter as long as the as long as like you can put white on yellow, as long as you put white on the other yellow. <laughs> but that's how you really confuse so, somebody. So Buffy is back today. Um, mm -hmm. Mike Flanagan's new show is out today. For my wife, Frasier is out today. It's just a big old day. Wow! And I'm cutting into it. And you have a big old new TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is the other side. So yes, if you could <laughs> sign up for the Patreon, a million things broke this month. The TV broke. We got a new TV. You're uh, broke. My, <laughs> I am broke. The AirPods broke. That's new. Uh, one of my guitars broke. That was pricey as all hell. And uh, we have a 10-year-old car going into an inspection. That's probably broke. They're going to be cheap. So if you would sign up for our Patreon. So with Buffy. Yes. Buffy is going to come out in nine episodes. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to do. So we're going to do in three episodes. Ah. But early access on Patreon. Um, so episodes one, two, three, we'll cover that. Episodes four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, all that stuff. That's how we're going to break it up. Early access on Patreon if you want to subscribe and also like to help complement um, a million broken things this month. I like this. I like that you, it's kind of like a telethon. Like you're a, a man in need, and you're going to the people for money. I I am a man in need. I, I have a I have a coworker, but I'm also giving you some stuff. We're giving you Buffy. At least you're not like one of my coworkers who sends me random Venmo requests, and they're like the the request line is I want to see my number go up. <laughs> nope, I don't got that for you. And here's the kicker. Obviously, I've not sent money to this coworker, but people have sent them money, and he goes, "It's actually funny. People have sent me money, and it's awesome." Also, um, now that my wife is wrapping up her uh, uh, field hockey season, uh, mm. Pod of the Deck Tower will be getting new episodes on the Patreon. So, oh boy, that sucker is getting. Oh my god, there's just so much stuff on the Patreon. It's getting potty. You, you should sign up for that for just a dollar a month because I like to point out I don't even have access to the Patreon because I don't pay a dollar a month. You could, I could, but that doesn't make sense for me to pay a dollar a month. I recommend that you do. 
you just want my dollar. I, I want everyone's dollar. Just a single dollar. I'm not asking a lot. Just a buck. But I, I spend like three hours here a week. All right, moving I on. I am the star of this show. Okay. Okay, star. We're moving on uh, to the news. Uh, you called me a star. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Hey, uh, this is weird, and I don't quite understand what it means. There were a lot of reports, or when I say a lot of reports, there was a single report out this week about all of the tumultuous Aquaman 2 scenario. Amber Heard apparently had some diaries that Different were... than the diarrhea she had. See what I did there? Yes, she was a mm. bit, uh, an alleged bed pooper. I don't think it's alleged. I think, weren't there pictures that were shown in the courtroom? Not to my knowledge, oh. but I'm not saying that didn't happen, and I'm certainly not Googling that. Uh, me either. I'm not looking up Amber Heard poop. The last time I Googled something you told me to Google, I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but well, I believe Leave you. that to your imagination. So there's a lot of Aquaman 2 rumors based on Amber Heard's diary. Apparently, allegedly, let's let's not say apparently, let's say allegedly, Jason Momoa showed up drunk on set. I mean, he's Aquaman. He's, he's getting ready to be the, the part. Yeah, why not? Also, like she's like, he showed up dressed like Johnny Depp. I'm like, I've seen how Jason Momoa dresses. He kind of does like that whole bohemian style as it is. I don't necessarily believe you that it was like specifically like, hey, I'm dressing like Johnny Depp. Yeah, no, Johnny Depp definitely just, like, dresses. No, I have a flowing shirt and I have a lot of rings. And hair. Like dreadlocky hair. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily know that that was a Johnny Depp look. I would never confuse Jason Momoa for Johnny Depp. What's eating Gilbert Grape or that guy, the mountain? No, not the mountain, but the the Drago or whatever is Lord of the Rings. Not Lord of the yeah. Rings. You know what I'm talking about. Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. There we go. I don't like that that just happened. <laughs> and, here we go. <laughs> um, and she also said that uh, Momoa wanted her fired, and I can't really blame him. So, yeah, there you go. But part of that report would say that Universal may buy Warner Brothers in the next two years. Oh. And to that I say, what does that mean? What does that mean? Because it was kind of an aside in the report. Does that mean everything? Does it mean Warner Brothers Discovery? Does it just mean Warner Brothers? Like, those are two very different mm-hmm. things. Those and are, I, yes. I don't know what the answer to that is, but I was like, huh. I don't know. Immediate curiosity, I I guess, is how I would propose this. But it could also really, like, screw up things like, okay, we're just restarting the DC Universe with James Gunn. But, like, if Universal buys in the next two years... Mm. <laughs> Are we going to reset it again? That's a good question. We going to mess with this? Probably. Yeah, it's weird. Hey, do you like classic movies? Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, it depends on what your <laughs> definition of classic movie is. Not even that old. Uh, oh, so something from the 90s. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Okay. Uh, Michael Mann says his next movie is going to be Heat 2. Oh, the, Heat's a fantastic movie. How are you going to do Heat 2? That's a good question. People died. <laughs> I know. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, De Niro and Pacino are still alive, but things didn't go well for their characters at the end of that movie. <laughs> oh, I was, yes, you're right. The actors are still alive, but what happens to their characters? That's yeah. A good, yeah, never um, get attached to anything you can't leave in less than 30 seconds when you feel the heat around the corner. But, yeah. What a great movie line that is, by the way. What the hell is Heat 2 going to be? Heat 2, global warming. <laughs> heat 2, the thermostat was left on. I, I truly don't know what to make of no, that. Yeah, yeah, so uh, Michael Mann wanting to make uh, Heat 2. I, I truly have no idea. Yeah. Um, Here's one that I'm also kind of stuck with. I have no idea. Okay. Daredevil Born Again. Oh, I saw something. Didn't Marvel like fire all the writers and thing? Like, they're they, just going to do a whole reset with the, the production team? So this production had started before the writers strike, before the actors strike, mm. and now all that has been scrapped. Everything for Daredevil Born Again is just done. All the writers are gone. All the directors are gone. Everyone involved in the production is just straight up gone. So it's it's not really born again, is it? I. This is a hard one to read. Okay. Because how do you take it? Like, do you say like, okay, good, like the show wasn't working, they reset it. That's a positive. It could be a positive. It could be an absolute positive. But then there's the other side of like they just ditched it and it's all going to be a dumpster fire so i mean it could be or it could be like we really need to make sure we do this property right if we're gonna reboot it i hope it's that especially with like the pop that matt murdoch got in the spider-man movie and the little bit of crossover like you can't like there's some goodwill there towards this character you love the show yeah i mean it was a good 
show for the three seasons that it did, not counting the Defenders. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah. But I don't know. That's it's a hard pill to swallow, but at the same time, like if it's better for changing itself, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's <laughs> Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh the Kingpin came out and uh to respond to someone just saying like, "Hey, like you're not, you know, you're not a part of this like day to day, like this doesn't mean necessarily a bad thing, so I guess we'll see. I, I hope it, you know, results in a better show, but it certainly doesn't put a lot of faith in what was happening. So I look at it this way. I'm going to take the, the positive approach. This was an opportunity for them to not get painted into a corner if they didn't like the way that things were going or the path that was being kind of blazed or the trail that was being blazed by this. You have an opportunity, as much as it kind of sucks for the people who had already put the work in and where it was going, I don't want to trivialize or lessen the impact that this strike has had on people. But in some ways, this was an opportunity to take a kind of a full stop. Everyone catch your breath and say, is this really what we want to do with this character? Hopefully it's a positive, but we don't really know yet. Nope. Uh, here is a positive. Okay. Uh, Star Trek Prodigy, the animated Star Trek show that is, I already said aimed, but whatever I'll say, aimed again, aimed at younger children. Hmm. Uh, has found a new home on Netflix after being canceled uh, by Paramount despite their initial season two renewal. Well, good. good. I'm glad it found a place. I'm glad that people were able to find a home for this. It's a good show. Um, I'm not going to claim that it's a great show. I generally like every piece of Star Trek that's out there right now. This one definitely took a little while to find its footing, but where it kind of left a cliffhanger of like Chakotay... um, in a future timeline and we've already seen stuff of the doctor and Janeway and clips that they've previously released. Like it's a positive, like, yeah, I I definitely want to see this show continue. So I don't know, nothing much more than that. It's like, yeah, it's a good show. Um, is it for everyone? No. Is it a bad show? No. Um, is it a good all ages show? Absolutely. But like if, if this ain't your vibe for star Trek, that's fine. But you know, I've watched it. I've enjoyed it. I haven't enjoyed every episode of it. Like I said, it, it, it took a minute to find its footing, but it's a good show, and I'm glad that it's getting the opportunity to continue into a second season. Does it need to... I mean, season one ended with a big old cliffhanger. Does season two need to end with a big old cliffhanger? Probably not. Let's uh, let's start hedging our bets, but... Oh, speaking of cliffhangers. Ugh. What? Just thinking ahead to later in oh, the show. okay, great. <laughs> well, speaking of finales, Jerry Seinfeld... Last weekend in Boston. Oh, okay. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, yes, the yada, yada, yada. Yeah, he's the guy who's famous from the uh, Coffee and Cars with Comedians, right? That's what he did that's really big? Nothing else, yeah. Okay, just checking. He was asked what he thought about the Seinfeld finale at a show in Boston. Oh, he was he, on Seinfeld? Jerry Seinfeld, yeah, he was on Seinfeld. I thought, I thought it was the Julia Louis-Dreyfus show. Uh, that didn't happen for a while until the new Adventures of Old Christine. Ooh, okay. Anyway. People like that show. Yeah, I don't I know. Guess. I never watched it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Veep. Veep. I, so I would never. I'm not gonna. We already heard my story about the time I played golf with the actor from Veep. She has uh, one of my all-time favorite jokes. Uh, she received uh, the Mark Twain Award, mm. and uh, she's up there. She's going like, you know, it, it's quite. A, it's an honor to receive this award. Um, apologies to Shania and her entire family. Oh, <laughs> that's such a good joke. That's a great joke. <laughs> wow. Uh, whatever. So Seinfeld was like, hey. I have a secret. I can't quite tell you, but uh, me and Larry, we've been working on a thing. We're going to be doing something directly involved with that finale. Are we talking about a Seinfeld reunion? Like the Friends reunion? I would bet. Uh, no, they're definitely not doing that. Because back in 2007, they did a reunion-esque thing on Curb oh. Your Enthusiasm where they did, um, like in canon of Curb Your Enthusiasm, they filmed another finale. Oh, okay. Which was wonderful. It was, it was a really great thing. But if I had to guess... I would say this is a Super Bowl commercial. I like it. I could be wrong. I like it. If they're going to tackle the finale in some way, because he specifically said it was about the finale. Not about Seinfeld, mm-hmm. not about the show, specifically about the finale. Yeah. Super Bowl commercial. I could be can, wrong. Can I make a really bad joke? Go for it. If it doesn't happen, you know what I'm going to say to you? No Super Bowl for you. <laughs> See? I've had that soup. That that man makes delicious soup. That wasn't a, like that was a re- the real guy who did like the no soup for you, right? Uh, no, he hate no. That was not the real guy. Oh. He he hated that. Uh, he has one spot in Princeton, right on um twenty seven. Oh, okay, I because I've been to Princeton. Yes. Uh, he also has another spot um 
in New York. But yeah, it's it's really good soup. I've had that soup. Oh. It's it's fucking fantastic. I love. I, I have a craving for clam chowder in a bread bowl. I just had some clam chowder not long ago. Like I kind of want to go. Like the best clam chowder I've ever had in a bread bowl was at uh, Boston Chowder Company in Faneuil Hall. I miss pilot crackers. That's how you see my clam chowder. Oh, I, you put the crackers in there, the little oyster crackers. No, no, they're just like a full. It was like a full like sheet. Oh, okay, like a big like almost like a piece of matzo bread. Yeah, it, but it's not it, really it, it matzo a bread. Is like, oh, okay, no, I like the little oyster crackers. Yeah, I miss mine. Now I want clam chowder in a bread bowl <laughs> okay. with oyster crackers. There we Thank go. Thank you for that. So we're gonna move on from there. We're gonna go from the news to weird movie fact or weird book facts. Oh, a book. Yeah, what's that? Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. As we are talking Pet Cemetery bloodlines this week, I'm, uh-huh. I'm going to give you a Pet Cemetery regular book fact. This book was written yes. by uh, our main compatriot, Stephen King. I used to work for him. I know. We'll probably come up a bunch of times in like the next month. Mm. Uh, but he wrote the book Pet Cemetery, and he said... This book is too dark, so we put it away. Became a trunk novel. Trunk novel is like, oh, when your publisher's like, oh, what do you got? You're like, uh, I guess I got this thing. So I put it away for a while. But then Pet Cemetery eventually came out. He's like, ah, eh, let's do this one. Uh, Stephen King considers this to be the darkest book he ever wrote. Pet uh, Cemetery. Pet Pet Cemetery is the darkest book he thought he ever wrote because of a very descriptive scene of digging up a child. Yeah, Ooh, not good. But that's where we stand. So Pet Cemetery. while we are dealing with a prequel here, yeah, that is a book that he held off on uh, publishing based on the child unburial. I think it's exhume. You exhume a body. <clears throat> I think that's the word we're looking for there. So from being dead in a grave to the Patriots, it's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. Wow. Do you do you have anything to say? We're on to Las Vegas. <laughs> are, you, are you just sad? Are you, I, so just, I, are you just beaten down? I had a, a, a revelation, a little mini theory here about the patriots and did what's you going on yes they suck oh they're good not good you say no they they are, are not but i had a theory today and i flushed it out with some friends and we talked about it and there's an interesting little thing here i think everyone's like saying there's a quarterback contract by the way they, they had their second it was bill belichick's second worst loss in his career he backed up his worst loss in his career by having his second worst loss. You know, back-to-back weeks. Let's just get it over with. Let's get it done. The Patriots' offensive line is, is horrible, but this is not my my theory. Remember back when we talked about in the preseason that they waived Bailey Zappi and nobody wanted to pick him up? But he was kind of like, uh, you know, he didn't have a very good preseason at all. It's the second week in a row that he's coming for Mac Jones, and he had some terrible overthrows. But it's also the second week in a row in his post-game press conference or post-game comments to the press he all but took a giant dump on Mac Jones and then wiped with his face. Okay. <laughs> so I think there's locker room problems, even though like Bill Belichick and, and Bill O'Brien, everyone's saying, no, Mac Jones is our starter. We're not making a change. And they're like, there's no quarterback controversy. I feel like there is one in the locker room. And I think Bailey Zappi is kind of behind it a little bit. He's kind of saying, hey, we won when I started last year. I'm not getting my fair shot. That's why I'm not doing so well. I mean, remember, they waived him. And they brought in another quarterback, Matt Corral, who also went missing. Just he just left. He didn't even like. It's like okay, I'm here, and then he left the team. But they also have like a you know another quarterback. But it elevated Billy Zappi from being on the practice squad back to quarterback number two. I think there's some issue there. There's some grinding and gnashing of teeth. You imagine like every day you go to work, and the person who's supposed to be your like your backup and your support is actually just trying to like undercut you. I feel like that's a little bit of what's going I on. I mean, there. I'm mostly sarcastic at work. Yeah, you really don't. You, I mean, the people in your office are horrible. <laughs> I'll undercut this. Is like, what's this? Yeah, sarcastic comment I can make. Ba boom. Okay. Well, there you go. So, um, Patriots take on uh, old friend uh, Josh McDaniels, along with some other former friends, including Jacoby Myers, who we could have got for the same money that we gave to Juju Smith Schuster, who couldn't even beat you in a foot race right now. I have a busted ass calf. Yeah. Exactly. That's been going on for months, lingering. You'd be on the limited participation report. 
I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster is also on the injury report this week. He was did not participate in practice today with a concussion, along with Pop Douglas, who is one of their best weapons. But anyway, so we'll see what happens here with the Raiders. You know, you wanted to hopefully win that game against the Saints. You beat the Raiders. You're three and three going into a tough stretch with divisional opponents Miami and Buffalo, which are games you're probably going to lose. One and seven is a real possibility when I go to see them play the Commanders on the fifth of November. Oh, you're seeing the Commanders? Yes, I'm going. To- I thought you were seeing the Bills. No, no, because that's on my birthday, and I wanted to see them play a team that they could beat. <laughs> now I don't know if that's possible. We also were talking about, man, had we just waited a couple more weeks, we could have gotten those tickets for dirt cheap. I also made the joke that I went on my ticket app to check, and somebody had hacked into it and left me four more tickets. <laughs> so there you go. So Patriots, we'll see. It's it's not it's not good. Not good. <laughs> Dan Orlovsky, who's a ESPN personality, he watches all the games, and he goes back and watches what we call the All-22 tape. It's the whole field. He said nobody could play Patriot. Like He said in his WEI interview yesterday, I listened to on my ride home, you could. he said there's probably only three or four quarterbacks in the league who could have any, like, m- any moniker of success behind this offensive line with these offensive weapons, like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, maybe Jalen Hurts. And maybe Justin Hebert, like four of the top guys in the league. He said, but you need like a superhuman back there. So we'll see what happens. But uh, Bill Belichick saying they need to start over. Week uh, week five is kind of kind of late in that game. Well, it's not even week five. What is it? Week yeah, we're going into week five. They're one in no week six. Whatever week it is, not a good time to be where they're at. Let's see other things that are important. The Boston Bruins are kicking off their hundredth season season opener against the Chicago Blackhawks. Blackhawks. People think they're going to be a playoff team. They'll win. They'll get over 100 points, and they'll be in a running for potentially getting uh, home ice throughout the playoffs. Really pleased with where they're at. And the Boston Celtics continue on with their uh, their preseason. I just got a text from a friend. Who, it's fine. Pritchard's doing good. That's it. That's the Celtics preseason. Okay. Well, there's just I mean, He also got paid. Interesting. Hey, he got $30 million for four years. Interesting theory here. Some people are wondering, is it a sign-and-trade with Pritchard? No. Okay. I don't believe that at all. Also, the text message I got from a friend just now was, I don't like Derek White without hair. <laughs> Shaved head Derek White looks weird, in fact. <laughs> I accept this. I accept that. I mean, yeah. I, I don't believe in that Pritchard bullshit you were just saying, but yeah. I'll take your Derek White. <laughs> yeah. Here's the text. Shaved head Derek White gives me a weird feeling. I don't like it. It looks like somebody Photoshopped off his hair. I accept that. But um, yeah, no, Pritchard, he, is he going to be there for all four years? Mm, we'll see. But he, he signed that deal and he's getting 30 mil. So there you go. Can't follow the kid for it. Oh, the Baltimore Orioles making the playoffs for the first time since the 90s, I believe it was, got eliminated in the first round. So there you go. There's some baseball news. Throw a little baseball out there for people because the Boston Celtics are playing the Boston Red Sox. They didn't make the playoffs. That's where I was going initially, but I had Celtics on the mind. So there you go. All right. We're going to move on from there. Hey, there's a bunch of shows to talk about. Two shows and a movie. We're we're moving on to screaming at streaming. Those talkies. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope, we're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Ahsoka, finished. Is it though? Is it finished? By the way, full spoilers. Yeah. Boy, they really didn't tie up any loose ends, did they? Yeah. Like I said, this is all leading up to the movie. Hmm. Or future shows, and what's up with Balin? He's he's out there for ultimate power, except um, Ray Stevenson's dead now, and his character didn't resolve anything. So that's awkward. You call cast him, him. You call him Balin. I said the last shot I was watching. I was like, hmm, Sauron. We meet again from the end of the Lord of the Rings: Rings of Power season one, because he's just standing over a wasteland looking at mountains. <sighs> Those characters are from a weird like trilogy of episodes. Where it's like, hey, we're all the powers of the forest. We're the bad part, the middle part, and the light part. And also, uh, we're going to show Anakin visions entirely of his future of being a dickhead. And then we're going to wipe them out. So no one remembers these three episodes? It was weird. Can we talk about the Anakin Force ghost at the end? Yeah, he's just in half this fucking show. It's an an eight-episode show, and he's in four of them. Yes. But what, why did we need to see his force ghost? I like that. I like that he's just like, hey, I'm watching over you. You're but doing all right, kid. But what's interesting is is that Sabine saw it. Yeah, she's like, look at that. It's a weird thing in the background. And Ahsoka's like, yeah, it was. What's that? That's a man I know. Yeah. Maybe 
Maybe this is how Ahsoka finishes the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. I truly don't know how many people know that Anakin is Vader. I know some of them know that, but I don't know how many of them know that. That's a great point when you really think about it. Like, let's you know, let's, let's Thr- think about the people who would know. Thrawn knows that. Thrawn, Yoda, Obi Wan, Obi Wan, Ahsoka, Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, I mean, does the rest of the galaxy know? I truly don't know. That's a great question. I've never thought of it. Uh, there's a bunch of zombies in this. They're like, hey, we took out these stormtroopers. Oh, there's zombies now. Yeah. And my reaction is, just cut off their fucking legs. You have laser swords. It's true. There was some good fighting in that. There were some good action sequences. I did like the lightsaber through the head. That was kind of neat. She called upon the force and then domed that guy. Yeah. Sabine has the force now. Good for her. Yeah. She's she's unlocked the force. And Leveled like, up. I like those weird little zombies. Oh, the, yeah. look, look at my, the dark troopers. Look at my dangly jaw. Yeah, well, it happens. I'm going to stab you in the head. Like I saw that in The Last Jedi. It's not as original as you think it is. Well, it's still pretty good. Yes. I liked it. I thought the Ezra reveal towards the end was completely stupid because he's like, who are you playing that towards? Like, the audience knows who it is. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, man, I'm just in the Stormtrooper outfit, and um, the weird droid that likes to flex at me knows who I am, but no one else does. Yes, Chopper. He has a name. Let's call him. You put respect on his name. (laughs) Yeah. But then it's like, dude, just take off your helmet. Like, this is an unnecessary reveal. Like, you're not doing anything for the audience. You're not doing anything for anyone. You're just in its false tension. Like, what are you doing? I What I do like, I, I kind of liked about the end, even though the end left a lot of things hanging, it was the classic just music at the end and, like, a vignette of scenes. Yeah. And this, I mean, this one compared to, like, the earlier episodes, I, I like this one more than I've liked a lot of the past ones. Yes. It, was it a good series? I think, like you said, if you were a ardent, adamant fan, like you were a born in the wool, died in the wool, whatever you want to say, fan of like rebels and born or died, Clone Wars, then this was your show. Ghost or no ghost? Do you know that when you yawn in the month of October, it go? Never mind. I'll save that for later. It was a it was a very inappropriate joke. (laughs) Did you just see my my face dying? Like what is this? Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. It's. It's a show. It happened. Again, I think if you were a big fan of Rebels and Clone Wars, then this was, you probably were like, ah, this is so great. If you're like a mainline Star Wars person, you're probably like, eh, there was some Jedi, there was some fighting, there were some space things. There were space whales that travel faster than the speed of light that can get from one galaxy to another. What's funny is like the f- deeper we dive into the world of Star Wars, like, I don't even have this, like, when they happen but like the further we get into it i'm like yeah i think there are only three movies yeah probably and i was there for the other ones yeah. <laughs> but like the, the other six the deeper we get into it i was just like eh, are they as good? probably not yeah it's also amazing to me that like when you really boil it down the fate of the entire galaxy hinged on like five people all right next show because we got another show loki season two episode one I liked it. Yeah, this is fucking good. This was entertaining. I was surprised. It Short was... round was awesome. <clears throat> yeah, Obi. Yeah, this is a weirdly good show, right? It, it, I wasn't I mean, expecting this. It picked up right where it left off. It had the right amount of um, recap at the beginning of it. It had that weird, um, which I really enjoyed, the Wes Anderson shot, mm. where um, like uh, Owen Wilson, a big Wes Anderson player, is like, that looked terrible, didn't it? And it just pans to this person in the elevator. Yeah. It's like these weird pastels that are very like Wes Anderson. And they're just like, uh. they did kind of hand wave away a couple things. Like how did, you know, how did Morbius come back or not Morbius, but Mobius timeline sacred or otherwise. Yeah. But I thought this, this was a legitimately enjoyable show. Like, Oh, like I'm actually invested in what's happening with the characters. Like the acting is good, the story is interesting. I like how it it also like literally picks up right where it's left. Let's uh, where it left off. Sometimes shows like in between seasons, things will happen that we don't know about, and we're kind of like we get exposition on it. The only exposition we got here was the recap at the beginning. It wasn't like oh well, you were gone in between seasons. These are things that happened. Now this was like. This, you know, this literally picks up right from the moment that Loki yeah. got kicked through the time door. Like, that was, I loved that. Like, it, ser- it just was like, it was seamless. It wasn't, oh, well, since we were last together, these are things that have happened that are going to be important to the plot later. No, it's like, oh, yeah, we're, 
hey, remember how you got kicked through a time door and we didn't, and then you were like in the TVA and there was he who must he at the end of time the last he who remains yeah last man standing. It's a different show. Whatever. He was like there. It just picked right up on that. It, I enjoyed that part of it, and I kind of liked how it eased us back into the season with like it's a. I almost wanted to call it like a side quest, like. All right, we just got to like normalize Loki so he's not being which I'm glad that we didn't have to go through an entire season of him time slipping. I like that they oh, kind of solved that problem. He's going to time slip more. Like we saw that like there's more of that in the trailers. Yeah, but I I like that they kind of have given it a little bit of a resolution now. Owen Wilson's awesome in this. I like the the helmet. Is that cracked? And they just throw some duct tape on it. Hilarious. It's like a job you would do. Duct tape, great, you're good to go. Well, no, I would have cracked it first and then duct tape and said, no, it was always been like that. Oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, no, the duct tape's, the, you know. That is a reference for no one but me. Yeah, well, or, you know, people that may listen to the show and understand my proclivity for breaking things and repairing them decently. <laughs> Not that windshield. Oh, I mean, that was. that was. Oh, doom- son of a bitch. Get up, get up. Oh, son of a bitch. That was, you know, that was a moment. I thought I could throw the trash bag that far. I was wrong. <laughs> I've been scarred by it ever since. There's some interesting stuff there. Like uh, the product placement, I find very annoying. Like, in, did you watch it past the post credit scene? I, I didn't ask if you. I only watched to where um, Sylvie was at the McDonald's. Yeah. So that, yeah, like heavy product placement. Yeah. Was there more after that? No. Oh, okay. And I, I went to, um, this is a rarity. I went to a McDonald's in the summer because I was driving. And they were like, McDonald's, such as fe- featured in Loki season two. And this was like in, I don't know, July, August. I was like, what the fuck is this? There was a ton of nostalgia to that. Like, it's like, oh, I remember when McDonald's used to look like that. Yeah. Then I felt old. Who pruned Loki? I think Loki. Loki pruned Loki. That That is my theory. No, is that Loki pruned himself. Yes. Little character development. He's willing to do the self-sacrifice thing, which was kind of similar to how prime timeline Loki was before Thanos squished his neck. So Loki crashes in. He's hopping over um, back and forth in time. Mm -hmm. Not different timelines, just back and forth in time. Uh, He cracks something in the TVA and uh, they just go, I don't know. It's always been there. So I think that uh, plays into like their memories being erased on a regular basis. Yep. A hundred percent. Um, but Obi remembered him from the past. I like that scene with Obi and Mobius and Loki where Obi's like, oh, now I remember because it was happening. As, I mean, as, we, we all love Kei Kwan. That, oh, that was so good. God damn, he's fun. I'm having trouble reconciling that right now. <laughs> he, he's such just, a great line. He's just, god damn, that man is a delight. Like He just plays that exuberance so well. So the one problem I think that this show is going to have, it's going to have a Jonathan Majors problem. We'll see. I mean, we we don't know yet. No, we don't know yet. But I think and that's also, they don't know yet. So that's kind of going to be part of the problem. Because he's your big villain. He's your baddie here. And I mean, part of that's going to come down to where do things stand legally. And also, we, we skipped that whole thing of, like, he broke up a fight with, like, two teenage girls yeah. that was definitely uh, staged. Where he was doing the Chris Pratt, like, hang on, there's a velociraptor. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, so hold time, back. Settle down now. Yeah, we didn't even cover that, but because I just thought it was stupid. Yeah, we'll see where that all leads. All right, you ready to move on to the main topic of the week? I am ready to move on to the main topic of the week. It's spooky season, so get spooked. It's time for Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. So, as we have mentioned many, many times on this show, uh, we know the main Pet Cemetery boy. Yes. I mean, not anymore. He's been dead for like a decade. It's true. He has been <laughs> passed on for some time. Uh, but main pet cemetery boy, Judd Crandall, mm-hmm. um, was Julio DeSanctis. This is brought up in the intro of uh, Pet Cemetery, the book. Yes. Where Stephen King speaks uh, so highly of him. He like kind of treats him as like a father figure. And I can tell you um, kind of behind the scenes. What would happen? Uh, Julio had a store what, when Stephen King was teaching up at uh, University of Maine in Orono. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of across the street was Julio and Joan DeSanctis. Uh, his wife was the one who said, "You know, sometimes dead is better." Yeah, which is a line mm-hmm. that has been used in fucking everything. So uh, Julio and Joan are there. Julio has his store, and what would happen is Stephen King would go and write in the back room, mm-hmm. and, and the store was in Orrington. Yes, <laughs> for anyone who cares. 
and uh, Stephen King would write there. And uh, quite often within as Stephen King historically has always said, it's like, oh, you know, my first reader was my wife, Tabitha. Yeah. But when he was uh, living up there, what he would do is he would, you know, go in the back of Julio's store and he would write and he would give the pages to Julio and he'd go, hey, let me know what you think. So he'd give them to him at the end of the night and Julio um, would not read them yeah. <laughs> because Julio didn't like scary stories. And like, he gave them back to him, uh, Steve came the next day, oh yeah, 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 they're great, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> the classic Julio. <laughs> Just absolutely bullshitting him. But what ended up happening is Julio ended up, that store and Julio and Joan, his wife, got uh, translated into the book Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. And Julio is the character of Judd Crandall. So what's very uh, fun about this adaptation, this this movie is a prequel to the 2019 Pet Cemetery, which I did not particularly enjoy. <sighs> Mostly because they kind of gave away the twist in every bit of marketing material so there was uh no surprise versus like the mary lambert one in the 80s which yeah is a much more classic kind of story but so something exciting that we get in here is uh julio um you worked for him as a paralegal i did work for him even though i had no training as a paralegal i was i think (laughs) what are they gonna do come after him or i now i mean (laughs) get him yeah but so julio had the store that steven can go right and so uh, very early in this movie, we are presented with Julio's. Yes. Which I was taken aback by so fast. I was like, literally like heart skipped a beat. I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah. This movie is playing or paying tribute to this man that we knew mm-hmm. who's passed away a number of years ago. But it was like, holy shit, like Julio's store is there. And not only is Julio's store there, the Judd Crandall character in here, the He's entire movie the hat. is wearing a hat for Julio's store. It was yeah. like, fuck that's cool that's very cool <laughs> like i don't know how very very how cool, cool that's going to be to anyone else outside of like us and a, a handful of people but yeah i was like fuck like, that's awesome unless there are people that are like real genuine like deep deeply seated stephen king fans who have read the beginning and know well, the name I mean, the, yeah. the intro like you know he, stephen king like he plays it right he's like you know julio de sanctus like he's yeah. you know a great guy and like he's added all the stuff with him and you know, part of what I just retold is stuff that I've, you know, heard from um, people who are very close with Julio. Mm-hmm. Julio always felt like he was in a number of them. He thought he was the lawyer in Thinner. <laughs> Thinner. That uh, book and movie sucks balls. Uh, what I don't know, Julio did cameo in a couple of movies, mm-hmm. and I've been told what they are, but I forget what they I are. I got to remind myself. I got to find out what those were, too. Yeah, I, I know... <laughs> I, I know the guy that knows, but like I I have forgotten what movies they are that like yeah. the real life Judd Crandall cameoed in because he was just buds with Stephen King. Yeah. I think it was like a guy drinking a beer in a bar or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It, it might have been in Thinner, which was um I I can't oh, maybe say he wasn't maybe it was he was in Thinner, not Thinner was about him. I can't the the think, mythos of the man Julio is, is crazy. I think, I think he said that he thought he was the um inspiration, but he might have also cameoed in it. I think probably a little bit of both. The, I, I'd the have thing, to watch Thinner, and I don't want to watch Thinner because it's a bad movie. <laughs> the thing about the thing about Julio is though, like he truly was a larger than life human being. So to like see him, kind of like that that Easter egg. I think of all the film Easter eggs. I'm like, I associate. I know. I want that fucking hat. I want that. <laughs> I want yes. the hat on this movie. It's I like, feel like I feel like we should be able to. <laughs> did the prop department make a bunch of these? Because I would like one. Yeah. I <laughs> can we purchase one? I would wear one in a heart. I still have my Julio bumper sticker from when he. So. This is here's another little sidebar story about just to have you give you an idea of what kind of man he, he ran for city council or or some sort of like local government for one reason and one reason only he just wanted to get free bumper because you get like a certain amount of money from the election campaign fund to run your election he just wanted to have a bunch of signs and bumper stickers that said Julio with an exclamation point he really didn't want to win he just wanted the free advertising <laughs> and that's what you get from Julio's in uh, Pet Cemetery Blood. oh there you go <laughs> that is the man. <laughs> Anywho, a bunch of trucks pass by, uh, which are um, run over Gage Creed in the original story. Mm -hmm. Like a truck, so many loud trucks just run by their front door in this movie. Was it was it wrong? Me when when the first truck goes by, I'm like, is that the one from Maximum Overdrive? (laughs) No, it didn't have a Green Goblin face on it. We made you. (laughs) Sometimes that is better. Uh, this does have a pretty fun cast. This definitely feels like a movie that was trimmed down, though. Like, there's stuff that happens, and they're like, 
Judd's mother is walking away and like we see the back of her calf and it's like stained. Like, is that a birthmark? Is that some kind of injury? Like, it's just never brought up again, though. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like, there's just that shot of the back of her leg. It's like, okay, what does that mean? Is this ever brought up again? No, no it is no, not. No, it's not. <laughs> so there's just, there's a few odds and ends that just like kind of come up that are like, all right, we're just not dealing with this. Mm. Uh, the main premise of this movie, which uh, is available on Paramount Plus. Mm, yes, it is. This is based on a chapter from Pet Cemetery where uh, Judd Crandall is talking to the main character there. Like, he's relaying, like, okay, like, you can put a animal in there, they're going to come back all fucked up. But, like, if you put a person in there, we did this that one time, and um, then we had to shoot him a lot. Yeah, that's pretty much what happens here. Like uh, zombie-ish kind of shit. Are we doing spoilers? I don't know. I, 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 I think, guess. Sure. Who cares? Uh, eh. It just came out this week. Let's um, let it breathe a little bit. Sure. So I guess no spoilers to what happens to uh, the guy who uh, comes back as a mean old zombie. Yeah. He was off in Vietnam and he's like, hey. It was. I, did you get da- like. David Duchovny buried me and now I'm back. Well, did you get like some Rambo, like zombie Rambo feel from it at times? Because that's how I kind of felt at times. I just got rapey vibes. Mostly. Oh, well, but zom- I, I had like some zombie Rambo stuff, like, you know, the dog tag, which I thought interesting kind of touch when you think about it, dog tags in a pet cemetery. Yeah. Um, for a movie called Pet Cemetery, no animal killing. Well, I mean, there was the one dog that got pulled down into the grave. That was well, kind of- there, there was a dog that was already dead, and then- The was- angry dog in the middle of the road with the dead crow. And then wasn't properly killed. No, it was the same dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> The same dog had two kind of death experiences that all happened off screen. So not a lot of uh, animal death in a pet cemetery movie. Which I'm glad. I just, I don't like, that's the one thing about pet cemetery. I've never watched the original. I just can't. It's a good flick. I can't handle the thought of like dead animals. <laughs> the, <laughs> if you were to watch it. the way that, Says the guy who loves to eat steak, by the way. But anyway. I mean, I, towards the end of the movie where it's just like, oh, Julio got a bad. Oh, because <laughs> oh. it's, it's you know because literally the beginning the intro is like let me tell you about julio and then at the end of it was like ah julio got it Ju- yeah julio got it so bad it didn't didn't end well for him <laughs> wasn't great for his uh ankle no 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 it wasn't <laughs> that, that's the only downside. i think it was it, this was interesting because again sometimes with like prequels like this there are characters who have plot armor and it's so hard to like Again, I, I I want to kind of flash back just a little bit to like Loki, like that scene where Mobius and Loki, like Loki's gonna like become spaghettified and like no, he's not. It's the first episode. Of that, they're not gonna kill off <laughs> what about main characters. So like when you hit some of the prequel stuff, like the stakes become really really low for some of those characters. Like the people that end up dying or the people who get messed up in this movie, we really don't have. We don't ever develop a deep connection to because it's like, well, well, this is a prequel. We know that they, oh, you know, a new character, they're probably going to die. This is even going into like my, um, I feel like a bunch of stuff was cut out, cut out of this because the Judd Crandall character has some kind of conflict with a friend of his and we never learn what that conflict is. They just kind of resolve it though. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I don't know why they were mad at each other. Why were they mad at each other? I truly don't know. Yeah, again, that didn't make sense to me. No. <laughs> it, I was just sitting here like, why would they be? No. I think just kind it, of manufactured it, conflict. I think it was a movie that was just cut down a bit in the edit. Yeah. Uh, some of the violence in, in this one, though, is kind of gnarly. Oh, there were, yeah, the guts. Uh, I, I was thinking more of like when the dog attacks. Yeah, I don't, again, I don't like it. That's straight up nasty. It was just some gnarly ass shit. What else happened? Well, this is a mostly non-spoiler review. I am going to um, dive into spoilers at this point. So if you don't want to know anything, time code's down below. You can jump around. There you go. We got David Duchovny in this, who resurrects his son, uh, brings him to the pet cemetery, brings him back. He's a weird-ass zombie. He changes his mind so fast. (laughs) When they go to him, they're like, hey, David Duchovny, your son's a weird-ass zombie. He's like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) He just changes his mind so fast. I was convinced. I was so prepared for him to turn on everyone being like, he's my son. You can't have him. But instead, he's just like, yeah, yeah, he ain't right. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I guess. Thanks, yeah, Duchovny. No, yeah. Like, re- way to stand your ground there, Duchovny. Did you find that weird at all? I thought that was weird. 
<laughs> yeah, he, he just turns so fast. He's like, "Hey, it's fucked up." Yeah, you're, you're, you know, he's like, "No, no, no." Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're. you're say no more. Wait, say less. I have to burn my house down. I'm just gonna do that voluntarily. Don't worry about it. I'm just gonna burn it. Like I was so ready for him to not be on board that he was just faking it. Then no, he was just he was just there. He's like, hey, "I'm gonna burn my house down and kill my kid." I was like, "Yeah, okay, you do you, Duchovny." Yeah, the truth is out there. And apparently, it's with your house being fucking burned down. That also was kind of like, oh, there it is. Yeah, I just thought that was weird that the company was just like, yeah, I've changed my mind. I've been a big grump this whole movie, but I'm I'm prepared to just totally change it up. Yes. That the movie? Yeah, that's the movie. I mean, again, I think for me, some of the plot armor stuff, like you know that you know Judd obviously is going to make it through, but it, it's kind of... Because sometimes that is better. Yeah, but it also kind of changes his character a little bit, which, again, now having watched the original... Being jacked. Yeah, look at him. The weird stuff with like the hockey in the beginning, like there's some like non-sequitur stuff in there, but... I'm sorry, some what? Non-sequitur stuff. There you go. There we go. Non-sequestration. <laughs> Sequest- sequencing. So, uh, again, not having the background for the original, I was like, I know, like, if you bury something in the pet cemetery, it comes back to life. The imagery, though, was kind of cool. Like, everywhere you looked, there was, like, kind of that spirally circle, like, when they're in the cornfield yeah, smoking kinda... pot, and then the, the sunflower with that, and I don't know. I, I think it tried a little too hard at times to be like, we're going to scare the hell out of you. Yeah, I got that. You, <laughs> you need to look at me. I understood it. No, but I think it it's fine. If you're a, a fan of Stephen King's and you're a fan of, I mean, it's probably better than the Dark Tower. Low bar. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. I think, I mean, that's the movie. It's spooky. Surpri- I'm going to say this surprisingly good. Yeah. Because I did not enjoy the remake basically at all. And this, I went into this not really expecting much, way better than I thought it was going to be. This, this is a surprisingly good movie, especially something that's just available on streaming. Totally worth checking out. And again, I think you're able to say that because of your background and your fandom of Stephen King things like you've seen the original and you saw the 2000 whatever update. So yeah, this this is a good movie. I I recommend this one, especially like if you have Paramount, it's totally like worthy of like the Halloween season and just having a good time. It's not long. It's like an hour and 35. Yeah. I had a good time with it. Yeah. I mean, there's some, you know, again, if you're watching it, you know, you're getting into like some graphic disturbing images with like. You know, some of the animal attacks and things like that, but that's just what it is. Yeah, it gets a little gnarly. It, yeah, All right. A little. <laughs> Not as gnarly as the movie that we're going to be watching for the uh, special episode in a couple weeks. No. <laughs> All right. That's um, on, by the way, that's on YouTube. That's how I watched it. It's on YouTube? It's on YouTube. It is so, so grotesque. <laughs> I know. I've seen it. All right. We're going to move on from there to letters. I to kick ass letters. for Jesus. No, it's for the Lord. Whatever. <laughs> Who brought the Kung Fu priest? Peter Jackson. Okay. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God. This is always death. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. All right. Hey, if you want to ask us your own questions, you can. Easy enough to do. You send those into editors.comics at gmail.com. Also, if you want to sign up for the Patreon, I can't I can't stress that enough. Yes. There were so many expenses this month. My Lord. And also, so much coming to the patreon this month it's a one shattered that really much (laughs) so much coming to the patreon there is there's so many month so many episodes and also fuck it's a month i i I could use a extra buck or two rocktober say if you want to ask us your own questions you can editors note comics at gmail.com uh-huh so question this week i had to cut this down because i don't know what they were talking about okay well uh (laughs) sorry uh, what superhero would work well in a Western setting? Jonah Hex. That's it. Good night, everyone. Well, the, isn't Jonah Hex in the Western setting already? Yes, he is. Sometimes he's in the future and he's a like robot cyborg or something. All right. So, uh, what comic book character would work well in the Wild West? Yes. Uh, well, immediately I think like Batman because he's got the utility belt, just like the Western guy has his gun belt, but he doesn't believe in like shooting and violence. Like, like, I mean, he believes in violence, but not so much. But what character would work? I'm going to go with Superman because Clark Kent already comes from the Midwest. He's a, you know, he's a Kansas boy. So he's, he's already been out there on the frontier. He knows what's going on in the Wild West. I think, yeah, I'm going to go Clark Kent. That's a good Western name. That sounds like a cowboy. Cowboy Clark Kent. Jason Todd. He likes shooting things. 
I mean, I, I, is there I, I got a weird yeah. little element? What about um, Cyclops? He'd be out there, be like, "Hey, draw fast, boom! I have lasers from my eyes. What are you gonna do about that? Nothing. No, no, I have there's, lasers. There's from nothing my that eyes. they could do about it. Maybe Warshack. He's kind of like that lone gunman, just a crazy man. Yeah, he could totally work as as that. That could, yeah, that certainly could work. I mean, there's obvious ones like Deadshot would be, you know, yeah, Deadshot. He he get out of there. Um, Tony Stark would be one of those guys that's like a like he's just in the saloon gambling all the time. Deathstroke would be a good one. Deathstroke the Terminator. He's like, hey, here I am. Boom, boom, I got guns. Uh, we could, you know, also Johnny, I'm an old man who likes to sleep with teenagers. Johnny Storm, he, you know, in a cold prairie night, he could, you know, get a fire going. He's got that. Go- you know, he has that. Yeah, I'm I'm still gonna stick with uh with Clark Kent with all Superman. Right. He's he's a good old you know he's a He's from the Midwest. He's already been out there. He knows what's going on. He has that. <laughs> he also can't die if he's shot. He's like, oops. See, I don't see you go immediately to like, you know, gunfights. You know, he can rustle some cattle. He can, you know, fight a bull or something if he has to. You know, he can move. He can fly above the cattle and kind of be a one man ranch hand. Just saying. Can't lynch him. Can't hang him. You know, you can't do that because he's, you know, he'd be like the perfect guy to like survive all of that. But. I mean, Jonah Hex was pretty straightforward. I mean, he's already there. <laughs> yeah, that's the answer. You really can't. You really can't top that. What about Hawkeye? Sure, he could. You know, he could hang out out there. Ronan, when he's Ronan, he's more of again the lone gunman. That's what I'm kind of going for there. Yes, that mid 2000s thing where he had a sword and he definitely just could just shot. Like, hey, you want to duel? Dead. Yeah, there you go. Godzilla. Godzilla would be great in the West. He would. He would win the West. How the West was fun. <laughs> he would win the West. Yes, he certainly would. One bit of atomic breath. Yeah, yeah there we go. Is that the show? Yeah. That's- All right. Well, if you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editors no comics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. And you're going to get a bunch of stuff, as Zach has talked about all episode long. Buffy, 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 Buffy. Buffy, Buffy, Buffy. Three episodes at a time as they yeah. drop. Plus, you're going to get more Pod to the Dark Tower stuff. because Soon. That's, uh, you know, it's all coming. It's all happening. Because field hockey it's, it's season is done. Yeah. Focky, as they call it. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Do they? I work. See? Right there. Say yeah. it louder for the kids in the back. Thank you. So, there you go. Patreon.com slash Editor's Note Comics. You can also interact with the show. Right- <laughs> Please help my... Uh, that is a nice new TV you got. My TV, yeah. my AirPods, uh, my guitar. You're having a rough... You're having a bad <laughs> week. And it's only Wednesday. The uh, the inspection on the vehicle... Okay, well, there you All go. All kinds of things. I could use a buck. There you go. A buck or two. I'll settle for one. All right, there you go. Don't be greedy. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Interact with the show. Rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Email us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com, and you can interact with us on the social medias. Yeah, if Just you look uh, Zach up on uh, Twitter. Uh, just you know, type in Editor's Note Comics, because it's not really at Editor's Note Comics. Like, and Blue Sky. At, yeah, Blue Sky. And if you want to see a man, just have a full-blown meltdown. Oh, it was not good. It was unpleasant. Just a Full meltdown. Oh, how bad was it on Sunday? You how were, bad was I? My favorite, how despondent was I? My favorite part was like I have no words. I'm like, bitch, you had like 1,800 words. Yeah, uh, I don't have a, I don't have any words for this. Like you had so many words. Oh, I had, yeah. I mean, I had things I want to say. You should see my group chats with other people. Paragraphs, paragraphs. Yeah, I also didn't really do well with my my fantasy football teams over the week. But anyway, shucks. Yeah, there you go. We'll be back next week. I'm not quite sure what. There you go. Just a Simpsons man. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. Uh, something spooky next week. Ooh, I don't really know what. scary. Thanks. Bye.